Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome back, Brewer fans, to another edition of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Vince Travato, joined here on the set by the great man himself, Mr. Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you tonight? Uh, I mean, as good as good can be, I suppose, under the circumstances. Happy to be here, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, when we say we're live on the set, that's uh, a little bit of a misnomer, live meaning our, our cell phones at this point. But, um, Scott, you talked to our co-hosts, uh, Craig and Chad. Are they joining us tonight or no? Um, I have not heard anything from Chad, not sure what he's doing right now i think he is working out like a way to like educate america's youth not just his classroom so um okay yeah solving the nation's problems so that's good yeah um all right craig said that he might be able to jump in here at any time so um like now would probably be a good time oh hey thanks for joining here we just got started and uh yeah, absolutely. Craig, uh, glad you could join us this evening. Uh, Scott and I were just about to, to talk about, well, unfortunately, the, the main topic of the news the weeks here in the United States. Yeah, the lack of baseball because of the coronavirus. And uh, as all of our listeners know at this point, uh, spring training has been canceled. What now? And <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, opening day has been pushed back to a date unknown. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was supposed to start as all Brewer fans are aware, on March 26th at home at Miller Park against the Chicago Cubs, but we will uh, hopefully play baseball at some point this summer. But dates to be announced because of the impact that Corona's been having across the country. Uh, Guys, I mean, we haven't talked a ton since the news all came out here with the cancellations. What are your um, initial thoughts and projections? Uh, I guess thoughts about spring training being canceled and then projections on when the season might actually start. Craig, let's, let's start with you. Um, for, well, my thoughts are very, very negative as far as um, <laughs> yeah. I don't I didn't like the fact that spring training ended abruptly um, and that everything got pushed back um, not too happy that people are dying and what have you um, but um, I initially was hopeful that the season would start mid-May. Then I was hopeful that it would start Memorial Day weekend. Then I was hopeful it might start middle of June. Then I was hopeful that it would start around the All-Star break, normal time around mid-July. Now I am hopeful that we have any semblance of a season whatsoever. That's my take. So you're 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 predicting that we may not even play baseball at all in 2020. I'm not predicting. I'm hopeful that we are, but I don't foresee us until at least the middle of July. So that's my take currently. Scott, Scott, what do you think? I mean, as far as dates go, if you had to kind of pick a, a starting point right now for the season, do you, do you have anything in mind? Um, I mean, the whole point of like everything that we've been trying to do is to kind of stall. And that means that, um, like stall waiting for a vaccine and all that kind of stuff. And so with that in mind, like we're, we're making it so that hopefully a bunch of people aren't affected at once, but when you space it out like that, um, 
it kind of means that this is basically going to be a threat, not only until like there's an actual vaccine, but until it's administered to, I don't know, the whole nation or whatever. So with, with that in mind, if I was a betting man, I, I would bet that there will not be a 2020 baseball season. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. I, I guess just to run the flip side on the argument, I'll, I'll take a little more optimistic tack and say maybe we can start at some point. Uh, you know, I think it's optimistic to say that we will have any baseball in May. I don't think that that's necessarily realistic. So I, I'll, I'll say June, but, um, you know, it's not really an educated guess at this point. really remains to be seen. I, I don't know if there comes a point where it becomes – you know, pointless to even play any games. I, you know, is there a magic number here that we should be looking at in terms of, you know, what, what realistically is the amount of games that we could play, you know, or could be played that would still have, you know, a legitimacy tied to it. You know, a winner would still be viewed as a winner. It would be 50 games, 60 games, a hundred games. What is it going to take, you know, for the season to, to, to happen at all? And at what point do you call it? I mean, that's that's the question. Well, I guess I'll chime in and say that I think that if there's even a season of 10 games in September, October, or whatever, then that would be great uh, because people will be yearning for some sense of normalcy, for some baseball, um, and some – it'll be needed, the country, our country, the world, will need – that as a morale boost. So I believe that baseball will, will still be lined up more so than any other sport to still deliver on that promise if there is any way it'd be allowed uh, beyond the middle of July um, for some semblance of normalcy to return to the country yeah. Um, yeah. and not and it'd be safe, obviously. Um, so I'm hopeful that that's still a possibility. It, it kind of depends on what happens here in the next, I would say, four four to six weeks. That'll be yeah. a real telltale sign, and I think we'd know a lot more and a couple more podcasts from now. But as of now, uh, you know, having had this taping even five to seven days ago, I would have been still saying, oh, yeah, I think Memorial Day is an option, but um, I'm not, not feeling quite that way right now, so unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, Craig, I'm with you in the sense that, um, you know, a a return to normalcy for the country definitely includes baseball. And, you know, as you guys know, I'm a history fan. This would be the first time without professional baseball being played since 1845 if it didn't happen. I mean, there were still professional teams that existed even throughout the Civil War, uh, even during World War II, during the Great Depression, after 9-11. You know, there was always baseball uh, during – the worst times in our nation's history. And to think that an entire season could be canceled is, is unbelievable. I mean, it, it literally hasn't happened. So um, I, I certainly hope you guys are wrong. Uh, I fear that you're not, but I, boy, it, it, this is just unbelievable. And, and even a few weeks ago, uh, Craig, like you said, no one could have predicted that we would be shutting down spring training completely or that the season would be, delayed let alone not scheduled for any date in the future i do think that there's some incentive for 
you know, the return to normalcy uh, as a country, I think that there's an economic incentive for the owners and the players to get back on the field as quickly as possible. A lot of details still remain to be sorted out. You know, does service time accrue for games that aren't played for guys that are under contract? Are they free agents again if they signed a one-year deal? What what are going to be those type of ramifications? Obviously, those are all secondary considerations when it comes to, you know, first getting this thing under control from a medical perspective, save lives, uh, get people self-quarantined, all those, you know, basic things that people are having to do right now. But those are all topics for discussion at some point going forward when we do start to return uh, to some semblance of normalcy, hopefully sooner rather than later. I, I do worry, and I actually even lose sleep at night with the thought that it's possible that Brett Anderson will never throw a pitch as a Milwaukee Brewer. <laughs> I think he signed a couple of your contract, didn't he? Or was it just a one-year deal? It was one year. Oh, shoot. Well, it would be very bothersome. But, I mean, obviously, that would not be good. It'd be just interesting having, to have him – have him come across as the next Wade Miley, Craig. I mean, geez, we all want to see that. No, at this point, it'd be great to see Wade Miley and Brett Anderson team up on the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't care any any player on our Milwaukee or the Brooke Review Hall of Shame. They could all get together and be on the field, and I'd run out and buy a ticket right now um, to watch yeah, them. <laughs> I mean, the same, bottom line same. is we're going to be yearning – for baseball, and not just us, not just our great listeners, but um, all of uh, all of America will be chomping at yeah. the bit to be able to support baseball and get return to some form of um, normalcy and uh, yeah. production yeah. and all that stuff. And I mean, a great thing for a baseball fan to do. And I believe I don't know where you can see it, but Ken Burns has I think agreed to. I encouraged, I think, PBS to reshow his baseball documentary, which for all you yep. baseball fans that haven't seen, I highly recommend watching all nine innings, which I think are at least an hour each. Um, so I'm sure you've got more than nine hours of baseball <laughs> history um, that you want to spend <laughs> to do that. But what you'll really find is, like Lynn says, as a history buff, is that American history is very well tied in. There's a lot of yep. some similarities between American history and the history of baseball and I think that um, hopefully we can get through this and there'll be some positivity on the other end and I think baseball will be there for us as Americans that's, that's my belief and hope yep, yep. no Craig I, I share your long-term optimism and, and definitely your sense of history with that for the country and uh, to your Ken Burns point it's actually uh, I know it's streaming on Amazon as well if you guys are Amazon uh, Prime members and they've got um, it's 10 innings now because they added an extra inning a few years ago uh, to kind of update the series. It was originally nine and they added a, a 10th inning and it's all on uh, Amazon. And we've actually started to, yeah, we've actually started to watch it as well. So we just started doing that. We're working our way through a list of, uh, well, the top, we started with the top 10. It's quickly grown into the top 15 and now the top 20 baseball movies uh, that are out there. And I included that in the series uh, to get a, a full 10 innings out of one movie. So we're, we're working our way through a couple nights ago. It was uh, The Babe with John Goodman. Um, so next on the docket is 61, about the uh, 1961 Yankees uh, home run chase with Pinky Mantle and Roger Maris. Uh, but we've already Durham Major League. 
uh, major league to kind of we're eight men out, worked our way through the list so far, but uh, Ken Burns' baseball is definitely on that on that list as well. I know Scott said he was watching uh, Mr. 3000 recently, so. <laughs> hey, we were all at that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I did yeah, watch no. it, I'm, like, a little bit late, I suppose. Um, it, Believe it or not, it was not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. So maybe it's – Maybe it's partially just because, like, my perspective has changed. Like, I hadn't gotten to watch any baseball at all and was just really, you know, craving it. So, um, yeah, not not horrible. Yeah, that, that'll go on the list soon, uh, guys. Yeah, we're, we actually just got uh, RBI Baseball on Nintendo as well. I was telling Scott in our pre-production meeting here, so we're at least able to watch some sort of baseball on the television set um, that way too. But uh, yeah, it's desperate times guys. I mean, uh, first step is to, to get some toilet paper. Uh, second step is to, you know, hopefully see some baseball games fairly soon. Yeah. I, I found uh, toilet paper in the store this morning for the first time all week, actually. Uh, hey, I did um, throw together a very crudely, um, done list of top 10 minor inconveniences the coronavirus has caused me so I don't know if you really I can rattle it off pretty quick if you want to hear a little awesome yes god that's true we definitely need some humor yeah um all right okay so let's yeah let's uh I'll just rip through them as quick as possible I suppose um yeah, top 10 minor inconveniences the coronavirus has caused. Uh, number 10, the only uh, sport I can watch live is Ukrainian soccer. So that's kind of an issue. Um, can't say that I'm really highly uh, invested in that so far. Um, with at Number nine, with no baseball to watch, I'm constantly uh, watching sitcoms and then uh, making the cast a baseball team in my mind and then telling myself what a terrible baseball team they would be. So. I don't know. It's kind of inconvenient. <laughs> um, number eight, my financial advisor keeps saying, what the hell were you thinking over and over again? Um, it's kind of inconvenient. Uh, number seven, you guys will appreciate this. Uh, Purell is now higher up on my shopping list than gummy bears. So <laughs> that's uh, nuts. I know. I thought you'd appreciate that. Uh, number six, uh, my DoorDash driver insists that the French fry tax is very real. Um, that's a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I always suspect he was eating my food and not super thrilled about that. Um, number five, and I, I hope a lot of people from Wisconsin can uh, appreciate this one or hopefully haven't had to do this, but um, in order to uh, free up freezer space for food, um, my Jägermeister has been moved from the freezer to the fridge. So that's, it's not nearly as good. Like you want it really cold. Like that's, I don't know, but why, you know, why don't you just, why don't you just drink it, Scott? I, I think the colder, the better when it comes to Jaeger, but, um, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I, I think most people would probably tend to agree with me, but you know, like I said, we all have our cross to bear during these tart, like these really tough times. So, um, number four, uh, with the schools closed, uh, kids have more time on Xbox to beat me in games and bully me. Uh, that is a minor inconvenience. <laughs> um, 
Number uh, number three, uh, despite having full rations, women are declining my offer to, quote, hunker down with me. So. <laughs> you win, win some, you lose some, Scott. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been a great pandemic so far. But um, let's see. Number two, due to the lack of toilet paper, uh, socks have been repurposed. I'll just uh, <laughs> let your imagination run wild there. Uh, and the number one uh, minor inconvenience the coronavirus has caused, I lost my goddamn job. So, so there's that. Well, at least you still work for the Scott, Brewer Review, and you can count on our profits uh, here on the podcast, Scott. Um, we're actually you, you, you can't say goddamn on the on the podcast, Scott. Oh, don't worry, Craig. Nobody's listening, anyways. Yeah. I... Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's a very good major league reference. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> um, additionally, I'll mark it as explicit. It's fine. So. Yeah. Well, Scott, I'm sorry to hear that you've been inconvenienced. Um, yeah. That's really a devastating effect here. Are, are you guys, uh, you know, staying in place, staying safe, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I know you mentioned something about self-quarantining. Uh, recently events, but uh, I think all three of us do not currently live in states that are on, um, you know, uh, uh, lock, not necessarily lockdown, but shelter in place type orders. Uh, however, I guess about a fifth of the country of Americans are currently in that. So I'm sure yeah. most of them are listening to this podcast, I assume, but um, we all currently aren't, but uh, yes, I mean, for the most part, not leaving the house, unless it's absolutely necessary. And uh, I guess I'm kind of, I've been talking, I know Scott's done a great job prepping. Um, I know that my prepping efforts, I guess I delayed a little bit uh, on that. And I uh, was also unable to procure, let's see, toilet paper, water, pretty much any semblance of actual food. Um, however, I did score five cases of uh, Easter peeps. So that's sure I'll be getting my, my nutrition, but that's pretty much all that I had left at the store when I got there. A little bit disappointing. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully we can get through this. Um, yeah, I was actually uh, legitimately quarantined because the pastor at our church uh, – actually was diagnosed with corona um and handed out communion um and we went to church so we legitimately were quarantined uh we had to wait for 14 days from contact with that pastor so um you know it was actually really in in all seriousness pretty sad and a little terrifying he uh you know shook hands with everyone after the church service was done and you know there were so there have been five people from our church who were who have now gotten Corona. Um, fortunately, we are past the date of uh, the forced quarantine, so that's over. That being said, Washington has pretty much shut down. Um, it's not a stay-in-place order, so to speak, but all work has been changed from in-person to uh, telecommute. So we legitimately haven't talked to another human being for 14 days. Um, outside of food delivery drivers. And the only time we leave the house is 
uh, we go on a walk, you know, with nobody else that we come in contact with. So that's, that's it for, you know, an hour or two every day. Uh, but we've actually been in this state for uh, two weeks now, starting, yeah, tomorrow. So, so interesting. Never... Go ahead. Well, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Vince. It sounds uh, pretty like a harrowing experience so far for you, and I'm sure other Americans are in the same boat as you. Uh, yeah. But you did not actually have any symptoms, so therefore you didn't actually correct. have to get tested. Is that correct? Yep, that's that's correct. So they told us, the CDC told us that uh, if we were to, you know, develop any symptoms, if we had a, you know, it, a cough, uh, temperature, you know, or fever, I should say, or difficulty breathing, that at that point is when you have to go to the hospital. So um, we weren't actually administered a test um, because we didn't develop any of the symptoms, thankfully. You know, we were asymptomatic, and, but we also you know, want to be conscious that even though we weren't sick, number one, you could still have it. And, you know, you may just, your body may not react as poorly as others might. But the biggest thing is you don't want to be a carrier to others. You know, we're of a certain uh, age demographic where it's not necessarily going to uh, be as problematic for you as for others. So you really just don't want to be a carrier for, you know, elderly or people who are on. No, I mean, I think, I think that's a scary. Certain meds or diabetics or, you know, there's a lot of people that are in a higher risk group. So you you got to be careful. Yeah, the scary thing is having to be a possible care to someone who has a lesser immune system or other yeah. type of health problems that wouldn't wouldn't be able to recover properly. And I, I think that you know a lot of us have parents of that age bracket and everything like that. So it's that's it, yeah. very scary. Um, it is. Now, yeah, it's ter- it's terrifying. And, you know, the the five or six people at our church, there was. Uh, uh, I think six that were officially diagnosed. The pastor is still in the hospital. Um, the others, it sounds like, are now, at least one of them has completely recovered, thankfully. And then a couple others, I think, are still in the hospital, but, um, you know, in, in better shape than, you know, maybe others. But um, so we haven't lost anyone from our congregation yet. Somebody at my office has tested positive as well. So we're just, you know, taking it as easy as we possibly can and just working from home and all that stuff just to just to keep our heads down but it's, it's crazy times right now guys absolutely and we're very thankful that no one in your congregation um has really been befallen by this so far and that they're able yeah. to recover from their symptoms and that's great news and of course yep. even better news that you as our, as our great friend has did not actually contract uh, the virus so that's very thankful for that. Um, and yeah, had you done that, so I, I have supreme confidence in your immune system um, that you have been able to handle it. it uh, I know that you've already gotten through swine flu and malaria. I'm not sure if all of our listeners are aware of <laughs> that's that. That's true, Ig. That's true. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that actually did cross my mind. I, I was, I didn't want to cross this one off the bucket list either, though. So I figured, you know, let's uh, hope to God we don't cough or you know start you know, showing any symptoms. So it was, you know, it was pretty nerve wracking though for a couple of days because you really, you, you all of a sudden receive a thing like an email and it's like, okay, you've been exposed to someone with Corona and they tested positive. They're now in intensive care at the hospital. Uh, it, in this case, it actually was literally the first confirmed case in Washington, D.C. It happened to be the pastor at our church. I mean, really? so, wow. Yeah, literally the first one. So uh, CNN did stories. The church has been shut down for weeks now, you know, but it, it, was, it was surreal. And, you know, it's like you sit here, you wait, like, 
are you going to get sick or are you not? I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, you're, you're thinking terrible thoughts because you don't know what's going to happen. And that unknown is really bad. And obviously this whole, whole Corona uh, disease is unknown for the most part until, you know, just recently. So, you know, I think that there's that factor in it as well, which makes it a little different than the flu or, you know, other things that are bad, but we know about. And um, that was probably the hardest part. And, you know, quite frankly, once you are in quarantine, you've got to kind of adapt. So we didn't have that extra week to like order or to go out and stockpile groceries or toilet paper or anything like that. So we've had to order uh, groceries or meals in now for, you know, two weeks. Um, so fortunately, living in Washington, it's a little different because you're in a big city. So they've got all sorts of delivery services and that type of thing. So we're, we're able to use that. But um, yeah, crazy, crazy times, guys. It's, it's pretty nuts. Not sure yeah. if I want to be a delivery driver at this point, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're Yeah, saying. and they, yeah, and they show up wearing gloves, you know, and and we oh, okay, yeah. just have them, and we just have them leave it outside. So you know, like when we're, um, especially when we were in our forced quarantine, we didn't want to ever come in contact with anybody just in case we had it. And so we, um, we made sure that they left the groceries outside, so then we could go out and get them after they left and not actually touch anyone yeah. else or do anything and we you know bought and ordered you know gloves and all that stuff so it's uh you know none of us have seen anything like this in our lifetimes I, you know being a history nerd I, I think the closest thing to this would be 1918 with the great influenza uh that came from from uh spain at the end of world war one and it, it unfortunately decimated a lot of people at that time and um you know, I, I think hopefully that history has taught us some things on how to handle, you know, crises like this as a country. But, yeah, it's it's nuts, and none of us are old enough to have lived through anything like this at all. So it's unprecedented, and hopefully we never have to do it again. Yeah, I think it's getting kind of ridiculous. I mean, I now, obviously, uh, Craig, you're back in Wisconsin, and uh, Vince, you're on one coast in D.C., and I'm out in the west coast i guess with uh well in las vegas and, and it's so weird that like um there could be some kind of event that would um essentially af affect us all like you know in pretty significant ways like luckily i've actually had plenty of time to prep because i got laid off like a week ago so i was like oh okay i may as well uh i guess uh start figuring out what i need and then um grab everything you can and then batting down the hatches i guess so um yeah it's been interesting i guess but um it's just weird seeing like like photos of like um like the las vegas strip or something like that and it's just completely empty like it's just weird yeah i mean and out here government buildings are essentially closed we're um you know all working from home so we're still we're still working we're still responding to things but at the same time you know it, uh, you know, in, in my particular area of international energy, I mean, the whole world is affected by this. So no one is, no one is pursuing typical business activities at this point. It's like, we're all just shut down it, and it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, the human, the human side is of course the, the top priority when it comes to people's health. Um, the economic side though is also, you know, huge and does affect a ton of people. And, um, you know, we're, we're all seeing that, I think, firsthand in, in, our, in our daily lives. So it's, yeah, it, like I said, it's, it's historic, it's unprecedented, and it's not something that 
Um, I don't think anybody could have predicted just, you know, a month or two months ago. Yeah, Tom Carter um, actually said um, that uh, this has actually created uh, quite the headache for him uh, because uh, obviously, like, he sold all these tickets and these games, like, at least at least a large portion of these exi- uh, games so far will not exist, and but we don't know how many of them won't. So he said, uh, yeah, it's not, not super fun for him right now, but. You know, um, hey Scott, Scott perspective. Not, Tom Carter is our Tom Carter is our anonymous source. Just so you know, he works in the Brewers ticket office, and we don't want to we don't want to say Tom Carter's name on the air. So you got to see. I think it's safer to say T Carter or Tom C is preferable. Oh yeah, I just thought like to kind of you know um, like provide more detail, I guess, to the whole story. I thought it would I thought it would help with that maybe, um, but that th- this is like a one time thing. Like I don't plan on saying his full name in the future. Yeah, just avoid Tom Carter. You can say Tom okay. C or T Carter. It's fine. Okay, yep. cool. All right, consider it done. Yeah, but uh, your point is valid, Scott. That uh, not only will baseball teams have to be refunding fans and whatnot, or rescheduling things, or figuring out, as Vince mentioned earlier, you know, service time thing, who's going to get paid. One thing I want to bring up before we, I guess, wrap up this podcast is that um, it seems like Major League Baseball, um, in my opinion, is not really taking care of their minor leaguers who literally kind of almost like paycheck to paycheck. They didn't get paid very much. Uh, and I've even heard some rumors that minor league baseball organizations and teams themselves are going to struggle to stay alive unless during this time. And I feel like major league baseball themselves have the financial ability to reach out to all branch to these players and actual minor league organizations. And they haven't stepped up and done that yet. Um, and not that it's necessarily their responsibility, but I guess what's your take on that? Hey, Craig, did I see something that um, that all teams have chipped in? I think it was a million bucks to kind of fund both you know, part-time employees and minor leaguers during this time, or did I did I not see that? Uh, I don't know if the interns gave the right story. Yeah, actually, well, a couple things here. One, we had to let all of our interns go. Um, one, because they were completely incompetent and didn't do any actual work. Um, and two, like we just said, like, oh, for the safety of them, like, and they said, oh, can we work from home? And you're like, we don't even work when you come in, so don't worry about it. Um, and then didn't you say that a couple of your interns refused to stand six feet away from you also, Scott? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it was like, I would, I would run at people and like, they'd have to backpedal as fast as they could and they'd fall over and I'd laugh and like, you know, uh, but no, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's being finalized right now. Yeah. So MLB will give them a, a stimulus package, I guess. So, um, it's, I know that it's, it definitely is an olive branch and it's definitely sorely needed for them. And I know that there's been, um, frankly, some bad blood between MLB and the minor league system, like, especially in the last, um, I'd say, year or two. So this is definitely yeah. a step in the right direction. Yeah, and there was, there was that debate going on, as you guys will remember, uh, before anything happened with Corona, but, but about contracting a 
you know, a fairly high number of minor league franchises. And I, I think it was pretty controversial. I don't think it was going to take effect for uh, 2020, but it was talked about going forward for 2021 or 2022. And uh, you're right, Scott, there was a lot of bad blood, it seemed like. And, and, and Craig, to your point, yeah, these guys do not get paid well in the minor leagues. I mean, many of them make minimum wage type of, of money and, uh, you know, not working for six months during the baseball season, not having another career to fall back on necessarily is, is going to be devastating, especially when the entire economy is hurt. It's not like right now many people can just go out and get uh, another job. I mean, the economy is essentially at a standstill uh, in the short term, at least because of Corona. So um, I do hope that there is, uh, that these reports are true, that these guys are going to get covered. Um, you know, that people are, are going to be able to at least maintain some semblance of a livelihood during all of this, despite the disruptions to the entire industry. Um, it remains to be seen the economic effect on the major league franchises themselves uh, through this too, though, and that should also be considered. So, you know, we all know that teams rely on TV revenues, uh, attendance, uh, and all of those things depend, of course, on games being played. So everyone is taking a hit with this, but let's hope that there's enough, you know, money in the pie to go around to, to help to cover some of these minor leaguers in, in the short term here. We kind of grapple with how long is it going to take to, to solve and to get through and to move on from. It's difficult to predict how much of an actual economic impact this will have, not on the, just the game of baseball, but of course throughout society. But um, I will, I'm, go, I'm glad to hear that, and I did hear a little blurb about that, that the teams did agree to each donate a million dollars toward um, that. I didn't know that much of it was, at all was going to minor leaguers, but um, or to minor league affiliates um however i i just feel like that's still such an insignificant amount i mean all team and baseball payroll are average more than 100 million a year um and obviously they're not gonna be having those revenues this year but um that's like only one percent of their just you know payroll um that they're willing to quote unquote donate toward these affiliates that feed into their organization and have for a number of years to me that just doesn't seem like it's enough but hopefully there'll be more to come to this story but um i, I still just feel like they need to do more but that's just me i guess yeah no on a personal level craig i i totally agree with you i i you know i i think that there is enough money in the pie to do that i just think that it remains to be seen what the larger you know economic impact is you know what, what we don't know is like how much revenue does a team like the brewers how much is taken in during the course of the season based on the fact that they're actually, you know, playing 81 home games and uh, selling merchandise right now, the team store is even closed and airing games on TV and all the other ways that teams make money. So, you know, what we don't know is what, not what teams value is in Forbes, but what it is in terms of operating revenue in a given year. And are major league teams beholden to pay major league players right now? I mean, that. I assume so, but I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know that it's even been discussed uh, because nobody wants to talk about the worst case scenario, which we brought up at the beginning of our podcast, which is what happens if the entire season is canceled. So, uh, you know, if you've got a, a, a team that still is forced to make $120 million in payroll commitments to major league players for games that are not played, you know, that is going to be, a, a huge factor. My guess is a lot of it's covered by insurance, um, just the way that major league contracts are worded. But I don't know how that applies to minor league salaries, and that's that's a very very valid.
question for all concerned. Yeah, actually, um, to pivot slightly, you know who else, um, who's actually benefiting most from this? Um, and I know this isn't probably a, an original thought. I don't even know who to attribute it to, though, because there have been a lot of people that brought it up. Was um, the Houston Astros like, wow, they uh, like suddenly they're like, instead of, uh, you know, them being on, you know, every single sports affiliate for all the wrong reasons every night, uh, now um, they're not even really talked about. So I definitely encourage people to, um, while they have this time off, if they do have any time off, like, yeah, like maybe. Um, maybe it's a great time to go back and look at all those games again and come up with some more dirt on them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I see your your point of that. They were getting a lot of, uh, a lot of booing and a lot of pitches, I guess, thrown at them possibly in spring training. Um, And I think the fans were going to hold them to that uh, throughout much of the 2020 season for sure. And if that's going to be shortened or taken away, we won't want to deprive a, you know, the great baseball fans of America of that. Uh, but I really I have full faith in those fans that they'll be able to hold over that negative feeling toward the Astros all the way to 2020 and possibly 2021 and possibly beyond. So, um, But hey. I, I see what you're saying. They definitely, if, this, if there was ever a little bit of a uh, diversion to help someone, I guess, in some ways, if you're looking for any form of positiveness as far as this, I guess if you're a huge Astro fan, you, you kind of got a little bit of a break there. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of Astros fans, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's in their best interest right now to to delay and run out the clock a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe if there's any silver lining. Hey guys, there was uh, one little bright spot that I just saw on Twitter earlier tonight. Within the last couple of hours, John Heyman is reporting that uh, professional baseball is now being played in South Korea, and South Korea, as you guys know, was one of the hardest hit nations. Uh, with Corona just a month ago, it would have been unthinkable. Started there, um, so I just wanted to throw that out there so we could, you know, at least have something positive in this, you know, Corona-laden podcast. That's awesome. In fact, is that those are the same leagues that uh, Josh Lindblom were uh, played in? I guess yep. even like their their equivalent of a Cy Young Award winner, as just as yep. as early as last year, right? Yeah, last year, and then Eric Thames, uh, you know, a few going back a few years now, but he was, uh, you know, hitting 50 home runs in that league. It's a professional league. It's a league that, uh, you know, major leaguers play in. Um, so, uh, you know, and bottom line is, medically speaking, if, if, you know, that country has been cleared to play baseball literally a month after being in complete uh, shutdown mode, um, that's a really, really good sign. I, I, I don't want to get overly optimistic and predict that happening here it's, it's going to take a lot of discipline for society to quarantine to that level probably that the koreans did but um just wanted to throw it out there as a bit of a positive during a very negative uh, overall week um are they That's allowed a huge positive are people allowed to um attend the games or are they just playing like to televise there wasn't uh I didn't i didn't see the details in the follow-up i didn't see that there were any restrictions on it though so um I, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I didn't see that there was anything that was limiting fans from attending. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, just have any live sports at this time. I know our, our colleague, um, Jack Collins, has got to be over the moon on this news because he'll actually have something to bet on at this point. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. We are wondering where Chad is tonight, but yes. 
Well, and Scott, guys, I believe your I believe your puppy to, um, Bailey wants the podcast to be over with. So yeah, um, we we have like uh, a minute to go anyway. So I guess it's probably time to sort of wrap it up and say all the fun stuff like. Oh, please tell a friend about our podcast and rate it five stars and tell your friend to rate it five stars and then tell your friend yeah. and remember to rate it. And remember to give us a follow on Brooker Review One on Twitter and uh, send in any questions that you have to Brooker Review Podcast with an S at gmail dot com. And uh our our PSA, I guess, for the for the show, remember to wash your hands and you know, self quarantine, guys. Stay healthy. Sounds good. Absolutely. Stay at home and tune into our next podcast. All right, guys. Well, stay healthy, stay, stay classy. All right, guys. Stay safe and stay classy. There you go. All right, go Brewers. Let's uh, hope for some baseball soon, guys. Yeah. Oh, I can sure go for a corona right now, though.